The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziegler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziegler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay, and I have a question. Are you aggressively concerned about your prospects or irritatingly abrasive? Today, Zig is going to tell us how to remain confident and caring toward our prospects while maintaining our persistence. Let's listen to Zig, and I'll be back to recap. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The sale does not end when you've overcome objections and the customer says yes. Actually, the sale is just beginning. This tape series is designed to help you understand how to deal with the happy and the unhappy prospects and clients. One of the greatest dangers we face in dealing with objections and in many other parts of the sales process, is crossing the line from caring aggressive to irritating abrasive. Remaining aggressively concerned about the prospect and maintaining confidence without alienating customers is what the next section is all about. Beyond customer service to customer satisfaction. Do you give up, clean up, or follow up? In the yesteryear days of selling, an old salesman and a young salesman were riding the train back home at the end of the week and were involved in a serious conversation. The young salesman was singing the blues about how badly he'd been treated all week. Business was bad, people were rude, and he'd been insulted time after time. 
The older salesman grew thoughtful for a moment and then remarked, Well, you know, I've had doors slammed in my face. I've been invited to leave and encouraged not to come back. I've been fussed at, cussed at, and even spit at. But insulted? Never. Now, obviously, this is one of those stories that probably never took place. But I can tell you that one of the reasons it could have happened is because of the lack of customer service after that sale has been made. So let's look at that very carefully. The days of customer service as the standard of excellence are long gone. Today, everyone talks about the importance of customer service. In today's competitive market, the only way to get ahead, and sometimes the only way to survive, is by going beyond customer service to customer satisfaction. The best way to prevent the customer or prospect from becoming unhappy is by providing excellent service before the problems are allowed to arise. As I said earlier, the Norwegian word for sale is selja, S-E-L-J-E, which literally means to serve. The question is simple. Is that good sales strategy? Carl Sewell is convinced that service is the key. In his book, Customers for Life, he gives some profound insights into the concept. It seems to work for him because he has a $250 million a year automobile dealership network in Dallas, Texas. Mr. Sewell has figured that each customer is worth $332,000 in sales over a car buying lifetime, and he obviously wants that money spent at one of his five dealerships. The question is, what does his company do to ensure the second, third, fourth, and fifth sales? Well, let's start with a fleet of over 250 loaner cars, which is customers get when they have their car serviced. Incidentally, their service rep will drop the loaner off at the customer's home and pick up the car to be repaired. If you have trouble on the road, they're at your beck and call if you bought your car from them. Just call their emergency number, and a service technician will do everything from making you a new key to bringing you gasoline or even repairing a flat tire. Does this sort of pampering the customer pay off? Answer, an average salesperson at an average dealership will sell six or eight cars a month. But Carl Sewell expects his professional sales staff to sell 15 luxury automobiles. After all, they do have an awful lot of help in the PR department and, more importantly, in the service department. If their service people do a job which is less than perfect, they do it again, and this time on their own time. Do his people resent that? On the contrary, they feel like they are partners in the business and his service manager is probably the best paid service manager in the area, if not in the industry. He gets 10% of the department's profit increases each year and $150,000 income is not uncommon. There are some who would say that Sewell has gone the extra 10 miles, not just the extra mile. But he is not satisfied to only be as good today as he was yesterday. So he studies from experts to learn how to be even better. From the Disney people, he learned to be conscientious about the little things. The floors are spotlessly clean. If there's a piece of litter on the grounds, he is inclined to pick it up himself. Stanley Marcus of Neiman Marcus taught him the importance of saying yes to customers. 
the Japanese, and the greatest management consultant of this century, Edward Deming, taught him the value of measuring everything. In short, here's a salesman who believes that keeping a customer is only one-fifth as expensive as advertising for a new one. Great customer satisfaction yields happy customers, yet not all our customers are happy. Research indicates that roughly 90% of our unhappy customers simply stop doing business with us without saying anything at all about it to us. Unfortunately, they do tell friends, relatives, neighbors, and complete strangers. Question, can we afford unhappy customers? All of us can be kind, gentle, courteous, friendly, enthusiastic, and optimistic to the person who gives us the order treats us in a friendly manner, and is easy to deal with. My friend, if that's all you're capable of doing, just remember, your company could hire anybody to deal with those people and pay them considerably less than you're capable of earning. Your value to your company comes basically from the skills you develop in dealing with everybody, including those disgruntled customers and prospects, in an effective and professional manner. How can you make sure you are treating people properly? If you will just begin by remembering that everyone wants to be right and everyone wants to be understood, you will have moved in the proper direction. Everyone obviously can't always be right. But when we treat them right, professionally, courteously, and with dignity, then making everything right with them is much easier. Try to remember that if you were in that person's position, you too would probably be unhappy with the events that led to the situation. Instead of wringing someone's neck, which is often our first response to the angry person, just relax. Force yourself to let your hands hang limply by your sides and hear the person out. Don't interrupt him or her. I cannot overstress the importance of this portion of dealing with the irate person. Regardless of how angry any of us may be, it is difficult to express that anger through our voice or actions for more than two minutes. If you will listen until the anger is released, you will have taken a great deal of the steam out of the person with whom you are dealing. When you interrupt, you allow the person to regain momentum and they start their two minutes over. You've seen this happen time and time again when discussions deteriorate into yes you did versus no I didn't and the comments fly back and forth. Instead, listen. How can you address or solve a problem you do not completely understand? When you listen, you not only show the prospect or customer courtesy, you also allow yourself the great advantage of getting information about the problem or situation. When the steam is released, your next strategy is to lower your voice and articulate each word clearly and deliberately. Remember, the person you're dealing with is in a highly charged emotional state. Too many people go to the level of the person who is upset. The mistake is to get animated, loud, and nonsensical, like our angry customer or prospect. If we relax physically, hear them out, and then respond in a lower voice, articulating each word clearly, we can bring the person to our level of calmness. You may not agree with that person. And not agreeing is perfectly permissible if you express yourself properly. 
Begin the content of your response by thanking the person if it is at all possible. Now, I know that some of you are wondering how you can stay calm enough to thank someone for chewing you out. Well, it ain't easy. The best way to stay calm is by removing yourself emotionally from the situation. None of this is personal, and if it becomes personal, you need to remove yourself from the situation physically. When you calmly respond, you know, Mr. Prospect, I want to thank you for sharing your honest feelings with me. You haven't compromised yourself or your company, nor have you agreed that the irate person is correct in their thinking and actions. What you have done is let them know you're going to handle the matter professionally and courteously. Continue to assure and reassure the person that you're going to help them. As a matter of fact, tell them that you want to help them. If you will memorize the following little script, you can use it in most situations where you are faced with an angry person. Mr. Prospect, thank you for sharing your honest feelings with me. It's important for you to know that I really want to help you. I understand how you feel. You have every right to feel that way. Would you be willing to work with me to find a solution to this uncomfortable situation? With this little sales presentation, you have shown good faith without giving up your base of expertise or authority. You did not agree. You simply allowed the person to feel the way they chose to feel. After all, each of us has that right. Remember, as you seek a solution to the problem, and not someone to blame, that there are very few people who can get really mad, and even fewer who can stay that way with an individual who is sincerely trying to solve the problem and help them resolve the situation. To deal effectively with the irate person, remember the following information. No one can get under your skin, and upset you without your permission. So, one, hear them out. Let the anger erupt. Two, be patient. Three, be tactful. Four, empathize. Five, acknowledge their importance. Six, articulate your response slowly, quietly, and carefully. Seven, use time-oriented action words. Eight, never grant them permission to control you. It's just a fact of life that if you're going to be in the world of selling very long, there are going to be disagreements and complaints. That's inevitable. The way you handle those disagreements is going to determine to a very large degree the length and success of your career. I think so many of the tips that Zig gave us can also be used outside customer interactions. It is a great skill to learn how to respond to someone calmly and rationally when you feel like doing just the opposite. This week, try to incorporate some of these ideas into tense conversations you may have and see if they are a benefit to you. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.